Guys in Shorts Sports LA. That's who we are. My name is Jeff Wilson. Welcome to the show. I'm joined by uh, the guys who coincidentally are in shorts. Victor Costello. What up? Darren Besa. Hi. Ben <laughs> Garcia. Hello, hello. Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. <laughs> Rick Flair. I just came we, back from a WrestleMania party. So oh, I am, whatever. That, I am fully I was wrestling, to ready what, to go. Yeah. What we were going to get. So, uh, guys, we excited about the big angel sweep of the Dodgers? How oh. about it? What, they played? I don't know about yeah, the oh, Dodgers. Dodgers don't, Dodger <laughs> yeah. fans don't know because they can't watch their team on TV. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. We watched it on the Angels station. <laughs> yeah. But we turned it off in the fifth inning because that's usually when it went bad. Right. I pretty much discovered that the Dodgers are going to have a horrible season. If we got swept by the Angels... <laughs> You did not. No, no, God no, help you us. You got murdered. Yeah, you guys. You guys our pitching, our great. pitching didn't do well. We couldn't hit. I'll tell you what, man. The, it is not looking good for my Los Angeles. Don't Dodgers. feel bad. Don't feel bad because it's just that the Angels are that good. Yes. You're not. Oh, You're not that good. Oh, we are. Really. So just, so good. You guys scored a total of three yeah. runs. <laughs> Over three games. Yeah. Who's in a worse doghouse, the Dodgers or D'Angelo Russell? <laughs> D'Angelo Russell by a mile. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> yeah, that counts. Yeah, that, and that, that affects you know, years to come. What's the latest? Well, yeah, actually, when we recorded, it hadn't hit the main media yet. Well, one of the things that I saw or I read on Bleacher Report was they were talking about D'Angelo Russell and Nick Young had a prank war. Right. And that's part of the reason why you hear at the very end of the tape. Thanks D'Angelo. for saying that to my video. Exactly. Yeah. So that explains the recording, maybe. Right. True. Nobody knows for so sure. the whole hack story then wasn't true. Or was it true? Well, he owned or? up he owned up that you know, he took the video and he sent it out and he shouldn't have sent it out. But that's you know, we teach that in elementary school. Once it's out on the internet, it is out there. No matter how many Everybody. times you try to delete it, it is out yeah. there. Yeah, but who yeah. listens to that? <laughs> if that were true, we yeah, wouldn't right? see ninety percent of the stuff that we those see. Those pictures I sent you, Victor, I expect you to delete those. Had this happened ten or fifteen years ago, someone would have got punched in the face. Mm-hmm. This would have been a fight in the locker room. And at the end of the day, you shake hands and you go, all right, it's out there. Now, now, mind you, you know, this season's almost over. It's, it's not really worth saving. But if, if the Lakers can't get rid of Nick Young at the end of this season and they have to play next season, they need to figure it out because otherwise it's going to be a poison in that locker room. If this story is true and there was a prank war between them, D'Angelo Russell obviously took it too far. Now, if D'Angelo Russell was 30s, this is unforgivable, right? But the kid's 19. It's a rookie. Like, yeah, I feel 19. like at that age, and, you're kind of you can kind of get away with that. He's a stupid kid. Guaranteed he learned from this. He ain't going to do it again. For right. Sure. Yeah. And I don't think the Lakers are holding anything against him. I think the only people... Not the organization. No. Even, the locker room. Yeah, but I mean, even then, winning cures a lot. You know, I mean, you saw it. His first game back, the Lakers fans booed him. They and booed rightfully him, yeah. so. But you're right. He's young. He is the future of the franchise. You warn him, and then, you know what, when he does things right, you cheer him, and you push him in that direction. And I think that the Lakers fans were very smart that day. Not only Lakers fans, but this story had been released prior to breaking out on ESPN, so the team knew... Who was the team that they played right before that game when they got blown out? Utah Jazz. Yes. Utah okay. Oh, yeah. The, the 50, oh, the 50 right. They game. knew about the, – the Laker team knew about what had happened and it being released right before that game happened. And they isolated D'Angelo Russell. There was reports of him being isolated in the locker room. Nobody was yeah. talking to him. And if you watch yeah. that game – there are times where D'Angelo's begging for a pass. Like, there's one time where uh, Randall's dribbling down the middle of the court, and he's standing next to him saying, 
pass me the ball, Pat. Oh, and wow. just completely ignores him. And Byron That's Kobe's Scott, move. Yeah, Byron Scott had said, you know, I'm going to let the guys handle it. They isolated him. They, they let him know that it was wrong. D'Angelo got a team meeting, and Jordan Clarkson said that he looked everybody in the eye like a man, and he apologized, and it's over with. It's done with. And then that oh, really? the next game is the one that they were, uh, yeah, where Julius Randle came out and did and that's, his dance. And that's, that's another thing that I actually have a problem with. And, and I know. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. Ben has ben a problem. Devil's advocate. It's how Byron Scott handled it, right? If you're the parent of two boys, and those two boys get into it, there is a point in which, yeah, you let them work it out. But there's also a point when you need to intervene and you need to say, okay, listen, I'm the adult in the room. You guys are the children and you guys need to figure this out. Especially with that young. Exactly. Is, now, Nick yeah. Young's 30 years old, but, you know, D'Angelo Russell, kid, right? he's more immature than anybody on that team. And yeah. I think that yeah. Byron Scott sort of did them a disservice I, by letting I, them figure see, it out. See, I disagree with that because I think Byron Scott oh, wait, is old Vic school. disagrees? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Hey, why is it always me? I feel like you disagreed first. So yeah. yeah. Double negative well, here, positive. positive. Well, here's the thing is Byron Scott's old school. He was a player and he understands how that locker room works and he knows that if he comes in there and tries to handle it himself, it's not going to get squashed. The players themselves have to squash it because they're the ones that are going out on the court. They're the ones that have to care about D'Angelo Russell. So it's it's up to the, he knows how the locker room works. That is and that's the angle that where true. he was I mean, coming I from. I don't disagree with that, but I think that you have to guide them because ultimately he's responsible for the team and he's responsible right. for the player. But, I, but, the but I think at what you, point do you step in as the coach? I think what Ben is saying, and, and I think the, the true answer is really a marriage of the it's two. It's in the middle. You, I let, you let them work it out right. to an yes. extent, but it, Bri- Byron Scott work, needs to come in at some point does. and, right. and yeah. either guide them in that direction, yes. say this is how it needs to be handled, or if they're not handling it the right way, say, you okay, know, Phil, this, Phil talk Jackson, to the players. Phil Jackson, back when Shaq and Kobe were feuding, he used to pull them into their office. And give them a book. <laughs> he would give him a book. He'd give him whatever. But, but ultimately, Phil was saying, "Listen, guys, you guys have a special thing here that's going on. You've yeah, got a team that's going to win." Listen, yeah. you're right. But you know what? When Byron Phil Scott Jackson goes, but when Byron Scott goes to the, the media and he says, "Yeah, I'm not going to get involved," I think that's the wrong message to send. Now, I, see, I agree. I don't, the other I, thing I is that could be is. Byron's message to the press, saying, "I'm not commenting on this. It's got nothing to do that's with true. me." I but, guess that's so, the point that we so didn't think we about. don't know. We don't know really what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. Moving on to a team that actually uh, <laughs> might be relevant this season towards the playoffs. Blake Griffin's back, huh? Yeah. Is this, yep. uh, is this today. technically? Is things looking up for the Clippers? <laughs> well, they won today. They and, did. And yeah. he played well. He played 23 minutes. And uh, by all reports, he played well. He seemed to mesh with the team well. Uh, they were a little concerned because the Clippers actually had been playing fairly well without him. But one of the things that I read coming into today's game was that Blake is back. They say he's healthy. However, he still has a torn muscle in his leg. Oh, really? So he's going into the playoffs, you know, technically healthy, technically but he's clear. still hobbling. A little hobbling. Bit. And then th- there was also another report that uh, DJ just got injured. He, he rolled his ankle. So, you know, you never really know how that's going to be till the next day or the day after. So, you know, they're heading into the playoffs, but are they really that healthy? Now, yeah. the good thing for them right now as it stands today, and Vic looked it up, <laughs> if the season were to end today, they're going to be going against Memphis. Can now, we end the season today as a Lakers fan? Seriously. We're almost there. Can we just almost the there. Is that yeah. right? But, but Memphis is, is injured, and they're not, they're not playing well. They're actually trending down right now. And who was, who was the team that was going to overtake them, Vic? Do you remember? Portland. Portland. Portland doesn't have their big fella anymore, but they've still got you know, some young athletes, and they're trending in the right direction. 
So there's a possibility that the Clippers may come up against a, a Portland team that uh, is hungry and young. And if the Clippers are hobbling, that might not look good for them in the first round. Looking like they'll at least get a, a postseason so that yeah. Clippers fans get can a series. be excited and, and rub it in Lakers fans' face for one more season at least. Right? <laughs> Trust me, it's going to be another four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Reality strikes again. <laughs> All right. This weekend, we are testing out a new segment called Two Minute Drills. What this is, two guys in shorts are going to go up against one another on a pre-selected sports topic. The first guy gets 30 seconds to say their piece. Second guy will get one minute to rebut. And then the first guy then will get another 30 seconds to give their closing statement. Nice. Okay. That sounds very, very cool. You guys ready for this? This sounds... I <laughs> sure hope so. I, th- I, th- I think you guys can figure it out. I mean, Mr. Common Core Math over there, you, <laughs> you certainly should be able to get this. Our first topic up, Rams uniforms. Yes. Woo! Are we going new uniforms or old uniforms? All right. We haven't decided who goes first. Should we flip a coin? Or? No, I think I'll defer to the Rams fan who's okay. the longer, Rams, longer Rams standing fan Rams fan. Goes first. Darren is arguing in favor of bringing back the old uniforms. We got 30 seconds on the clock and go. All right. So L.A., our L.A. Rams haven't been here in 20 plus years. And those of you who have watched them way back in 94, what did we have? We had the yellow and we had the blue. For those fans who are welcoming back to St. Louis, we don't want anything to do with St. Louis. We want our own colors. And what do we want? We want the yellow and we want the blue. So I say we keep them. Look at that. In just under 30 <laughs> right. seconds. There's no way. Well, There's no way in heck I'm going to do that. You're well, going to say 10 seconds. I'm all like, I need 30 more seconds. Hold up. <laughs> 30 more minutes. <laughs> Eric, one bad. minute to counter and go. All right. My argument is a little bit different. I, I agree that maybe keeping the St. Louis colors may not be the best idea, but I don't think they should go back to the 80s Rams colors. This is a new team for L.A. This is not the 1980s Rams that you know everyone was around to. They didn't win any Super Bowls while they were here. They didn't have any truly notable – I mean, there were a few notable – players but I don't know that we really had you know anything that we really are hanging on that we really need those special colors back so my argument is that they get something totally new I'm not saying going the colors way off the board you know red and black and and orange but it may be keeping with the blue and gold theme but not necessarily going back to the 1980s uh, style there's a, a website called UniWatch uh, uniwatch.com and they had a contest where they Ten opened seconds. it up to fans and to create a Rams uniform concept and there are just some great uniform concepts out there with just a, using the Rams idea but and putting your own spin sorry. on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good man that almost was, yeah. you guys are both good, good. Huh. Darren you get oh, 30 more seconds to rebut that's, that's a pretty strong <laughs> argument uh, going for something totally new. Yeah. All right. What do you got to say? And go. Portuguese Hammer, look at this. We have 54,000 54, seat deposits on these uh, season tickets. Look at Mr. Wilson in the room. What is he wearing? He's wearing the blue and he's wearing the gold. Vintage Rams, baby. That's right. But when Rams. did you buy that? That's new. Yeah. <laughs> that is a new shirt. Exactly. Go into Foot Locker. Go inside Dick Sports. What do you see? You don't see the St. Louis colors. You see the the Five blue, seconds. you see the gold. So I say stick with it. I say 
Just made it. Just Let's made it. fight. <laughs> Good arguments, yeah. gentlemen. I thought I was all in on old uniforms, but... Yeah, you need to go to UniWatch, see their fan design contest, and just look at the stuff that fans created. There's some great yeah. digital recreations of mm-hmm. what the Rams unis could look like, and there's some awesome stuff but out there. they did that with a lot of the teams, though, right? They do that. Yeah. I think they have contests, mm-hmm. you know, once a month, once a week. Well, look at the Clippers. We talked about the Clippers uniforms, how they just barely changed it, and it was really... Yeah, it was it was blah. Yeah. The, there was a fan version that was just amazing, and it was like, why did the Clippers not go with yeah. something like this? It was just imagine the fan version of Check the Condor. I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh wow, yeah. Ch- Kanye West is the fan version of, of Check the Condor. Check the Condor, he made it back again to his <laughs> podcast. Oh, we missed are, are you, we, Chuck. I think we've yeah. mentioned him every show. Right. Darren Hammer, well done. Thank you, both getting, of you. Getting the feet warm here. Moving on, we have Ben and Vic up next. And the topic is, will the Dodgers go sub-500 this season? Now, mind you, these are both Dodger fans. <laughs> and weren't uh, we with all... An <laughs> with an asterisk. And weren't we all ben, saying they were going to win a World Series? You know what? I will, I will say, ben is, Ben's kind of the Chick Hearn of... The Thank you. And I take that he, as a huge he, compliment. He, as you should, Ben, in his mind, he's not going to sugarcoat anything. That's right. But I think this will be a good argument. Vic, are you ready? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Ready-ish. <laughs> we got 30 seconds on the clock. Victor, the Dodgers will go over 500 this season. Your argument, go. For them to go under 500 would mean that they would, last year, or last year they were 92 and 70. So they would have to lose 23 games this year to go under 500. And I don't think that's going to happen. When you have Kershaw, um, when you have Adrian Gonzalez, when you have these guys that are guys who have been playing for a long time, it's just not going to happen. Seconds. Um, and uh, oh, I had another thought. Now I completely forgot it. Who Ben was furiously writing yeah, notes. He's in trouble. Through- and got stuck, stumped by the timer there, Vic. <laughs> All that, all that doesn't come back to bite you, that 10 seconds. All, all that does is prove that they are going to go under. <laughs> so even before my, my minute starts, wait, I wanted to wait. get that in there. Oh, okay. All right. So we're putting a minute back on the clock. Mr. Garcia, the Dodgers will go under 500 this season. Your argument, sir, go. Okay, to Vic's point, if the Dodgers won 92 games last year, it's – 162-game season, so 81 wins is 50-50. So they would only have to lose 11 more games, not 20 like he had said before. And if you think about the 11 games, getting rid of Grinky, you got rid of 20. And then if you consider the fact that the starters that they have starting this season actually are not that good because we just got swept by the Angels, and Kershaw's going to have a down year, which I've already said— then you think that the Dodgers, in the history of the Los Angeles Dodgers organization, they've never won three division straight titles until last season. So this is going to be the fourth if they would win it, which I don't think that they're going to. On top of the fact of the injuries that I had mentioned before, and then you're going to have a new manager who's going to try to figure out how he's going to use his bullpen, how to manage. He's trying to figure out his whole thing. And then as of right now, if you look at the Dodgers roster, they're either old guys who are injury prone Seconds. or they're the young kids that are immature and don't know the responsibility of being a Los Angeles Dodger yet. And nice. Whoa, there you go. Strong argument, uh, Ben. And that's a Dodger go. fan. I hate the Dodgers now. And I love the math. <laughs> I hate I hate right now that I have my hands in my air that I just won that conversation. <laughs> ben, I'm liking you even more every day. So proud. <laughs> Victor, you ready to counter? 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's afraid. I can see the fear in his eyes. Right? <laughs> he didn't sound too confident. 30 seconds back on the clock. Victor, your f- closing statements and go. Well, I'm glad you brought up the uh, spring training and uh, all the games that they played right now and getting swept by the Angels. Back in 2002, when the Angels won the World Series, their uh, spring training record was only 17-5. and five. So if you're going to think that they're going to win the World Series or win a lo- lose a World Series or have a good record or bad record, doesn't count. Uh, you talked about the new managers. Don Mattingly, when he was brought back and when he was first hired as the Dodgers manager back in 2008, they actually improved by two games when they got a new manager. So new manager does not mean that they're going to they're going to struggle at all. Yeah, that was a good Nicely. point, but I still think you lost. <laughs> you know what? Anytime you can use the Angels to help your argument. I'm all for it. It's a win win. Big one, that one. I, figured, yes. that made I figured you uh, would like that. <laughs> a win win right there. Well done, Vic. So, how do we shorten the baseball season? You play back in April and May and you stop watching June the rest of the season. <laughs> hey, we can, we can have that argument. <laughs> Two minute drill. We know Eric's positioning, <laughs> which actually brings us to our next two minute drill. Ooh, whoa. Eric versus Ben. <laughs> this is a good. This is where one. we take our shirts off, right? <laughs> well, you, you, you probably you will. will. Is soccer a real sport? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Here we go. Eric, do it blindfolded. Who's going first? <laughs> I'll take the lead on this. You one. won the toss. Here we go. Hammer. Is soccer a real sport? Thirty seconds on the clock and go. Absolutely, it's a real sport. It is the most played sport in the world. It is the most watched sport in the world. The last FIFA World Cup in 2014, there were 3.2 billion viewers worldwide. So it is not just a national game, it's a global game. Everyone enjoys the game of soccer, especially when you talk about World Cup. You get the patriotism, rooting for your home country. There are nail-biting games. The argument against is going to be the 0-0 tie. But when these teams are fighting for a goal, it's not nice. 92 to 90. It's getting that one goal that counts. Uh-oh. I'm over. Right, I'm no, over. All of that. All of that. <laughs> stricken it from the record. Stricken from the record. <laughs> That's a good 30 seconds. Good 30 seconds. Wait, before we start, Eric, how many people watch it? 3.2 billion. I'm going to write that down. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Johnny Cochran. Let's see what you got. <laughs> one minute on the clock. Benjamin Garcia. Is soccer a real sport? Go. No. billion watchers, all from third world countries who don't care about this. I mean, they don't have TVs. They don't have the technology to watch real sports, right? If you think about third world countries, right? They can't watch the NFL because they don't have the technology to have instant replay and to have a camera that determines whether the ball is inbounds or out of bounds. It's one of the most corrupt sports in the world. It is the ice skating of sports with a ball because what they do is they cheat to make sure that the team that they want in the tournament that they're playing so that they can get the most viewers to watch, that's the team that they they let in and they'll do it by allowing five minutes of penalty time when there was no five minutes of injury they are the most corrupt cheaters in the world and for the rest of the people that do watch it they there's nothing else to watch because they don't have hbo and they don't have things to watch thank you if they had other stuff to watch no one would watch a one one toy i'm out (laughs) i don't see how any of that says it's not a sport just like to hear himself talk. Oh, <laughs> Don't celebrate that one. Yeah, yeah, no. He said it with such passion. Oh, All right. Good Are we ready? Lord. I'm ready. And Eric, 30 seconds to rebut. Go. 
Well, I apologize that you had to hear from uh, Ben Trump over here sitting in his tower <laughs> and the little third world countries of the world who are not allowed to watch, uh, you know, real sports. But I'm going to tag in my friend Victor over here to give you drop some numbers on you. Oh, man. Let me t- let me give you these numbers. So if you were to add up all the combined people who watched the uh, NBA finals, all six games, all the games in the, in the World Series, all the games in the NHL. And last year's uh, or this year's uh, Super Bowl, you're going to come up with around 346 million people. Sorry. A tenth. It it sounded like a good argument, Vic, but you missed it just by 30 seconds. Talk about cheaters over here. (laughs) Yeah. That was was 30 seconds. 30 seconds. The the minute (laughs) chunk is is nice to work with. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like soccer is a real sport, but. Ben, he spoke with such passion. Yeah. It's like like a like a young Adolf Hitler. Yes, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Trump reference. Yeah. laughs> All these little people with no money. All right. Play with your balls elsewhere. Darren, heads or tails? Tails. All right. I'm going first. All right. Rams season tickets. Should we buy the cheap seats or the expensive seats? All right. I'm taking cheap seats. Take, okay. 30 seconds on the clock and go. All right. Paint this picture. You're in the tailgate section. Drinking beers, grilling hot links, out at the truck. It's, oh, it's game time. I got half a beer left. Okay, I'm going to finish this half a beer. And oh, my gosh, my I got another one. I get into the game late. I've missed uh, the first quarter. And Vic has already established that there's only 11 minutes of action in a game anyway. So why would we spend so much money on expensive seats? I'll take that. I feel like that was a strong argument. All right, Darren, All what right. you got? One minute on the clock, please, sir. Why should we buy the expensive season tickets? Go. All right, expensive seats. Now, we're talking $2,000 for expensive seats. $2,000 gets you where? On the 50-yard line. Guys, we haven't seen a team in Los Angeles in over 20 years. I want to get in their face. I want to see them sweat. I want to see the fans, like, cheering and everything. I want to see them throwing F-bombs here and there. I'm going to say you get the $2,000 seats. And you know what? Out of those 56,000 seat deposits taken, I guarantee you probably at least 30,000 of them haven't been to a real game. They're going to get expensive seats. Go for it. So Ben and Darren both burned their cigars with $100 bills, right? Yeah. They light up yeah. on fire. <laughs> Did, didn't even need the yeah. full minute. That's right. Well, I'm going to take my other 30 seconds. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. You don't need the time to defend it. <laughs> you don't need the full minute. 30 seconds back on the clock and go. Here's the thing. I get that you want to sit as close as you can, but they're in the Coliseum and security is a little lax there and we can sneak <laughs> down into the good seats. That's, That's what everyone fan. does anyway. So we buy the cheap seats and who ends up sitting in the cheap seats anyway? You always go down to the other ones. And, and uh, more importantly, uh, by buying the cheap seats, which is $45 per game as opposed to $253 per game, you got more money for beer. Beer, 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 yeah, and beer. Within the time frame, two seconds to spare. Truth be told, I actually want to buy the experience. You, you have to take advantage of it, though. You have to take advantage of sitting on the 50-yard line. Because I, I you know what? Agree. In three years from now, when they're in Inglewood, those $2,000 tickets are going to be what? They're going to be 5000 Exactly. Yeah. No, we're, all right. Final two-minute drill of the podcast. Ben versus Vic. And this is an age-old debate, so I'm actually pretty excited to hear this one. We have a gentleman by the name of Kobe Bryant who will be playing his last game next week. Some would say one of the best in the world. Most people would have him in their top ten. 
Some would argue top five. Some would even argue higher than that. The question tonight, Jordan or Bryant? Michael or Kobe? Vic versus Ben. Two men enter. One man leaves. (laughs) (laughs) We got Vic arguing for the side of Jordan. Ben arguing for the side of Kobe. Which shocks me, actually, because he's a Laker and you hate your your players. But... I love it. I'm excited. Who's going first? I don't think Ben can get anything accomplished in 30 seconds. Oh, that's so, true. Vic, we got to get 30 seconds on the clock. Victor Costello, Michael Jordan, better than Kobe Bryant. Your argument, go. I want to make it short, sweet, and simple. Kobe has always wanted to be Michael Jordan. He won five championships. Michael Jordan won six. He was six for six. If you want to win a championship, you want Michael Jordan on your team. Whoa. Burning $100 bills. bills. <laughs> that was in 15 seconds. Ben. <laughs> <You're>, ben. <laughs> Why are you laughing already? I haven't even said it. We're all waiting. I love it. I love it. Ben. Kobe. Better than Jordan. Your argument. Go. Okay. To Vic's point, Kobe is very much like Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan is the first version of the iPhone, and Kobe is the iPhone 6. He does what the iPhone 1 does better, faster, and cheaper than Michael did. The other thing that Kobe did in his 20 years is he never quit on his team. What did Jordan do? Jordan played baseball for a couple years. He quit on his team. Now, granted, he came back and he won championships, and he did go to six of them, and he won. Kobe's been to seven, and it wasn't his fault that they lost two. So technically, if you think about it, Kobe Bryant did it better. He shoots better from the field. He, like I said, he made seven titles. He never quit on his team. And he does what Michael did better than Michael ever did it, period. Boom. It wow. There you go. Victor, you ready? Oh, yeah. 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Why is Jordan better than Kobe? Go. Michael Jordan quit because his dad died and he wanted to go play baseball because his dad always wanted to see him play baseball. So that has nothing to do with anything. Kobe Bryant almost quit because he couldn't get the six championships and he wanted to leave the Lakers because he thought he wasn't going to do it with the Lakers. So, yes, had he given the choice, he would have quit the Lakers and not because his dad died. Boom. You go. Both, both good arguments. I don't know. I, I feel like, Ben, you, you have uh, most people against you on that one, but that was, was pretty good. Thank you. It's a good argument. I liked the iPhone thing. Yeah. That was, that was really nice, especially since you're use, still using, what, a Razor? Oh, no, 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 no. So, I, upgrade. Under that argument, <laughs> I got the iPhone 3 now. He was playing Snake while yeah. Victor was under, giving I, his argument. I, under that argument, though, you want LeBron James over both of those guys. Yeah. I want well, Magic over everybody. Well, me too. But Good job, guys, all around. Well done. Fun. Everyone, everyone deserves a yeah. pat on the back. I think next time we'd, we have to bring it to fists. We're going to fight. Ooh, sell this in the ring. <laughs> I like it. All right. We got some headlines to cover. Hammer. SC, we got a little yes. uh, QB competition going on. Give us the latest on that. Yeah, well, so uh, entering the season, we have fourth-year junior Max Brown. He was kind of the expected starter at this point. But there's a redshirt freshman named Sam Darnold who seems to be impressing Coach Clay Helton during the spring practices. So we've had eight spring practices at this point, And it looks like what reports are saying is that the gap is closing between Max Brown and Sam Darnold. So there may be a freshman coming into USC and making some noise and causing uh, a quarterback competition, which is something that could be exciting. You know, going back to the Pete Carroll years, the heyday of USC football, he always had competition. He was, you know, he had competition 
uh, I believe it was compete Tuesdays or compete Thursdays where, you know, players kind of fought for their position. So, you know, Matt Leinert and Matt Castle, the entire time they were at SC, there was a talk of who's going to start, who's going to win out during spring practice. And obviously Matt Leinert turned out to be the starter. But there was that push from Matt Castle kind of breathing, breathing down his neck to maybe excel Matt Leinert to being the success that he was at USC to the point to where Matt Castle got drafted in the NFL, even though he never really made any starts for USC. So, you know, quarterback competition in college can be a good thing. And the fact that um, we have a young quarterback over at USC who looks to be, have the poise and looks to have the arm to have a future at SC, even if Max Brown turns out to be the starter and does well this season, we know that we have a bright future because someone's already challenging for that spot this year. Wouldn't it nice. almost be better to have that young guy become the starter because then you Absolutely. have four years rather than because if you remember during the John David Booty years, yes. <laughs> you know, we went from Liner, who we had for four years, and then we had John David for two years, and then we went to Sanchez, who left early, so we had him only what, then, two years. And I believe uh, Pete Carroll started Barkley, and Barkley, that was there was a little bit of controversy there because when Barkley started, he was a freshman and the thought was should Barkley really be starting but I think why he started the freshman is okay let him go through this rough season and then by the time he becomes a junior or senior he's going to be fully developed and we're going to be firing so I totally agree if if this Sam Darnold is truly a stud let's start him and get you know three or four years of a, a nice quarterback and maybe like you have these growing pains this season since we still have the sanctions, sanctions. affecting us <laughs> there it is there it is and Chuck time. the Condor and sanctions. Yeah. Every we, episode on we, Guys in Short. Uh, did we catch it? So Can we sanction Chuck, Chuck the Condor? I'm, I'm shocked you went that long without mentioning sanctions. I've, after doing the two-minute drill, I feel like I'm rushing to get this title. This is exciting. I like it. Eric, as long as you're talking about football, let's switch it to football. Uh, I'm gonna, then you can turn your mic off. I'm going to look. Uh, it's no, your no, favorite no, no, part of the show. Listen. I'm going to look I away. I want to listen about ice hockey. I, I, I am. Mean, I'm go- sorry, not ice hockey. Ice skating. Uh, I'm going to look away from Ben while I report this news. The galaxy, What's our latest on the galaxy? Uh, the galaxy struggled again this week on the road. They went to Vancouver. And they tied zero zero. Oh, so Vancouver. I know. <laughs> there Wait we go. Ben's leaving the room. Ben's leaving the room. Oh, come he's on. Walked out. Okay, he's they lost to Canadians. <laughs> so they didn't lose. So what happened is no, uh, they tied. They tied. So they did get a oh, point. So when you think I about that, that's a thing. <laughs> so we <laughs> think about the point with soccer. What you want? You want to win your games at home and tie your games on the road. So you're at least getting some points because a win is worth three points. A tie is worth one point. So they're able to walk away on the road and still walk away with a point. The heartbreaker is Vancouver got a red card early on in the game. So they were playing against a man down for the majority of the game. And the Galaxy truly dominated that game. And they should have had some really good chances. They should have they should have won that game. But unfortunately, what happens when a team goes a man down is it's called parking the bus. So they put all 10 players playing defense and it becomes almost impossible to break through. So the Galaxy benefited because they dominated the whole game because they were a man down. But they couldn't score because basically Vancouver was playing defense the entire game. Gotcha. So the other hot topic why they may have had trouble scoring is there our captain Robbie Keane mm. is out for four to six weeks with a knee injury that he picked up Ouch. while on uh, international duty and he claims to not know how he heard it. Which is the crazy part. <laughs> which is he interesting. came back and said, I don't know how I heard it. <laughs> really? But it required surgery and he's out for four to six weeks. But it's still early in the year, still working on 
chemistry, a lot of injuries were the Dodgers of soccer. You know, <laughs> Dos Santos injured, the yeah. goalies injured, Dan Kennedy. Uh, Ashley Dr- Cole's doing Ashley really Cole. well. Though. Yeah, Ashley I Cole's mean, been doing is- well. He's he's really surprised me. Do they show the really, training really staff with the Los me. Angeles Dodgers? <laughs> yeah, they might. <laughs> and, <laughs> all right, Ben, you were good. We said if you behaved through soccer he's talk back in the room, yeah, you've earned it. We said uh, that we'd give him thirty seconds or maybe more <laughs> for uh, Ben's keeping us up with the Kardashians uh, corner. Now, okay, I want to I want to go on record by saying that every time I bring up the Kardashians, it isn't it is not just to bring up the Kardashians. It's because it relates to the sports here in Los Angeles. All so right, I'll give you it's being a Kardashian and a bigger sport than soccer. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> I watch I watch more Kardashians than I do Dodgers games. <laughs> Read from your pink notes. <laughs> you guys made fun of me for you having le- no, full-length legal pads, yeah. so I make yeah. post-its today. To he literally has a pink post-it in his hand. So the latest rumor is that Jordan Clarkson is secretly dating Kendall Jenner. I, I kind of have a little bit of a take on this, right? And that is that when a big star starts dating a Kardashian, they traditionally have their worst seasons as they're dating them. Oh, there you go. So if you think about so the list, if you think about the list well, of guys that team, the Kardashians so. have dated, Reggie Bush, right? Oh. When he was coming out of USC, he was supposed to be the guy that was going to change the NFL. And that was right when he was dating Kim. And he never really got traction in the NFL. That, that's not to say he didn't have a great he career, a but he never, he never became the player no, that I, everyone expected him yeah, to be. Exactly. Okay. And then, and then she leaves him and she dates Chris Humphreys, marries him, and his career was pretty much over after that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. And then if you think about Chloe, Chloe marries Lamar. Lamar ends up half dead at a brothel. Ugh. Yeah. Right. And now, if you remember, he, she dated him when he was a Laker. He got kicked off the Laker. Well, they traded him over to the Mavericks. He goes crazy, comes back to the Clippers, never regains his footing in the NBA. So Chloe leaves Lamar. Well, I guess, I guess they, they break up. And she starts dating James Harden. And if you remember, it was at the end of last season when they were again the championship. And what has happened to the Rockets this year and what has happened to Harden? So what happens is that when these stars start dating these reality TV stars, they get distracted from what they're supposed to do. And that is to practice. That is to eat right. That is to stay in, go to sleep. And it's to become a professional athlete. It's a job. It's a, that's what their job should be. But when they start dating these people, then they become high profile. They end up going out to the bars. They end up starting to get distracted and they don't play well. So if Jordan Clarkson is supposed to be one of the building blocks to the Los Angeles Lakers, this is bad news. This needs to stop. It does. That surprisingly <laughs> took a legitimate direction, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Well I'm played, impressed. Sir. Well played. Well played. Well done, well my friend. <laughs> I have one more. Kim Kardashian did, dated Miles Austin That's around right. the same time. That's right. When he was on the Cowboys, had a few hot years, and then after I forgot about Miles. After oh, wow. she stopped dating him, uh, the he, Kardashian you heard of the curse. Yes. They chew him up oh, and the spit Kardashian him curse. I'm impressed, Ben. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. On that note, we are out of time. We are Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook. You can check out our website at guysinshorts.com. We don't even know it. .edu. Slash thirdworldcountry.ca. I think that's the soccer website. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>